Hello, I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome to another version of Kentucky Sports Memories. Thank you for joining me. And today's topic is King Kelly Coleman, arguably the most famous high school athlete to ever come out of Kentucky. He played basketball at Little Bitty Wayland High School in far eastern Kentucky. Now, Wayland is in Floyd County, which is the county seat is Prestonsburg over there. It's over near Pike County. That's where Wayland is located. That high school no longer exists. It existed from 1941 to 1972. But Kelly Coleman graduated there in 1956. He was Kentucky's Mr. Basketball that year, Kentucky's first ever Mr. Basketball. But what a high school basketball career he had. First of all, he scored more than 4,300 points in his career, and that still, to this day, is the most points ever scored by a male high school basketball player in Kentucky. Nobody has scored more. You think of all the years that have passed, nobody has outscored him. And what's even more amazing is there was no three-point line when he played. You wonder how many points he would have scored had he had the three-point line. And you think about all the great shooters that have come through since the three-point line was implemented, and they still have not broken his career scoring record for a boy in high school basketball here in Kentucky. So he scored that many points. Break it down, his freshman year of high school, he scored 19.3 points per game. His sophomore year, he averaged just over 26 a game. His junior year, 32.6 per game. His senior year, 46.8 points per game. When he played high school ball, there would be lines outside whatever gym he was playing. People would line up well before tip-off to make sure they got a ticket and could get in. Every game was sold out wherever he played. He was a legend during his time. I mean, he was nicknamed King Kelly Coleman, even in high school. How many high school players get a nickname like that one? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And when he graduated high school in 1956, many considered him to be the best high school player in the nation. That's what some said. And that put him right up there with guys by the name of Oscar Robertson and Jerry West, who were also in high school at the same time. And um, his career scoring total of more than 4,300 career points broke Wilt Chamberlain's national record for most points in a career. So he had a national record for most career points when he graduated high school, breaking Wilt Chamberlain's. That record has since been broken, but he still, again, holds the record here in Kentucky. He also, when he played in the Sweet 16 in the state tournament in 1956, he set a state tournament record for points scored. He played in four games there. They won their first two games, then they lost in the semifinals, but back then there was a consolation game. So he played a fourth game being a consolation game. And he went on to score 185 total points in that tournament for four games, averaging a little more than 46 points per game for the state tournament. By the way, when he came to the state tournament in 1956, a, an airplane flew over the city and dropped flyers that said, King Kelly's coming to town. <laughs> Again, that was how popular he was because he sold out at every high school gym we played at. People were dying to see him from throughout the state. I mentioned that consolation game that he played in. In that game, he scored 68 points against Bell County. 
He also had 28 rebounds against Carr Creek in that tournament, and both of those set state tournament records for most points and most rebounds in a single game, and they are records that still stand today. So King Kelly Coleman is the topic of my show today, and we'll talk to several people who knew him, knew him well. By the way, Coleman passed away back in June of 2019, so he's been gone for a little more than a year, and he was 80 years old at the time when he passed away, uh, living in the Ashland area, I believe, but still over in eastern Kentucky. But what a record he had, what a career he had, and he is my topic for today's show, King Kelly Coleman, arguably the most famous athlete to ever play high school sports in the state of Kentucky. As I mentioned, I talked with several people who knew him well, and we're going to begin with a guy by the name of Gary West, because he wrote a book about King Kelly Coleman, came out in 2005, and uh, he spent a great deal of amount of time with him, learning all his stories, his legendary tales. So let's begin with him. My conversation with author Gary West, who wrote the book about King Kelly Coleman. Gary, would you think or would you agree or would you say that King Kelly Coleman is the most famous high school athlete to ever come out of Kentucky? Well, I would say that's uh, that, that's true. Uh, I have not run, run across one person uh, that is from Kentucky or that has lived in Kentucky or somewhat of a sportsman that has not heard the name King Kelly Coleman. That's from one end of the state to the other. I mean, yeah, it's not just the mountains. You can go to no. Paducah or Mayfield or wherever in western Well, Kentucky. and he played, it helped that he played at Kentucky Westland. Right. College ball, so he got uh, the exposure there, and uh, he was just such a character. Uh, on and and off the basketball court, uh, his reputation. Uh, but Kelly, Kelly, uh, when when I first interviewed Kelly, I said, I said, Kelly, I just want to f- separate fact from fiction. I want to find out what's true and what's not. And he looked at me and said, Unfortunately, most of it's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was uh, a, a, a conflict within himself. When I say that. In some ways, he was kind of a shy person, and in other ways, he was uh, cocky and arrogant on what he could do on the basketball floor. So he was shy off the floor, but cocky and arrogant on the floor. Some, yes, somewhat he was. Uh, his his teammates, uh, which I talked to a lot of his teammates, and and uh, most of them said he was really uh, kind of an introvert, shy type guy. And I would see that in some of the dealings, but then it would come back that uh, maybe he wasn't. Uh, for instance, uh, he was playing uh, he was playing down at uh, Hyden, Kentucky, and the Hyden basketball uh, coach, Pearl Combs, met the school bus when it pulled up that was coming for the game, and uh, Kelly gets off the bus, and Coach Combs says, Kelly, we're going to hold you to 25 points tonight. And Kelly, not slowing down at all, looked back over his shoulder and said, uh, which quarter? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the way Kelly was. So you heard Gary West say that King Kelly Coleman could be obnoxious, arrogant, all those things when he was on the basketball court. I talked to Joe Hall about uh, King Kelly Coleman. 
Joe Hall is about 10 years older than Coleman. And, of course, Joe played at UK, later was the head coach at UK. And he remembers seeing Coleman play in high school and remembers him pretty much just like Gary West described him. He was a cocky, selfish, obnoxiously conceited, but he deserved to be that way. He was spectacular. How good was he compared to other high school players you saw throughout your career? I never saw another player like King Kelly. He could do things. That I never saw other players do. Like what? Well, two things. He could shoot the ball and be at the spot of rebound better than any player, college pro. Now, Coach Hall really got to know Coleman later when uh, Coleman was an adult and said, as arrogant and obnoxious as he was as a high schooler, he had completely turned around as an adult was very humble, low-key, unassuming, and just a joy to be around. Now, again, this type of arrogance or cockiness he displayed was only on the basketball court. As uh, Gary West mentioned, off the court, he was very shy and low-key. And some people even said on the court it wasn't anything that was a turnoff. It was more just a confidence he had in his game, believed in himself. But anyway, that was the type of player he was in high school. So when we come back, because we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear from a couple of high school teammates, two guys who played high school basketball with Kelly Coleman. We'll hear their thoughts on the type of player he was. Also, the big question, how did this superstar from the mountains of eastern Kentucky not end up at UK? Because he didn't. He played his college ball at Kentucky Wesleyan. We'll take a look at that when we come back, so stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle. You're listening to Kentucky Sports Memories. I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company. I can run a successful business. I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience. I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. I can boost your bottom line. I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee. But I can't put my skills to work for your organization. If I'm not given the opportunity, if you don't recognize my talents and ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone. If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it worked. It's what people can do. It's what people can do that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories, where we're talking about King Kelly Coleman, the outstanding basketball player for Wayland High School in far eastern Kentucky, and some would say the most famous high school athlete to ever come out of the state. Coleman 
is the all-time leading scorer for a career in Kentucky boys high school basketball. It's amazing. He graduated in 1956, so we're in our 65th season since he graduated, and still no one has broken his career scoring record. He also holds the record for most points scored in the Sweet 16 as far as the entire tournament, and he holds the record for most points in a single game in the Sweet 16. He scored 68 against Bell County in that 1956 state tournament, and he holds the record for most rebounds in the Sweet 16 game. He had 28 in their loss against Carr Creek in that 1956 tournament. So, pretty amazing career for King Kelly Coleman of Wayland High School. In this segment, I thought for part of it, we would talk to some former teammates. The ones who are still living are approaching their mid-80s now, but happy to talk about the King. And the first one I talked to, former teammate James Vernon Hall. So you were on his team. How good was he? Oh, he was outrageous good. (laughs) Yeah, he was good. (laughs) What made him so good? Why was he so talented? I really don't know. He he didn't seem like he didn't practice that much or nothing. He just he just gifted is the only thing I can say. Did you ever get tired of the fact that he scored all the points? (laughs) No, no, no. It was he he scored about half the points what the team scored. You know, the team scored also pretty good. You were a high scoring team. Yeah, it was a high-scoring team altogether, and the, the other boy, he scored about half the points. What was your role on the team? Uh, I substituted for the senior, I mean, for the forward and the center. Yeah, so you got playing time. Yeah, I got a pretty good amount of time, but it mostly just for rebounds and and taking up space, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't no score man or nothing. So when you got a rebound, was your job to get the ball to Kelly? Yeah, uh, yeah, or my teammate, but mostly Kelly. Did you realize at the time you were playing how special he was as a high school player? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was compared to other teams that we played, uh, he was real outstanding, you know. Uh, we looked forward to uh, we depended on him to carry the rest of the team, as that was. And when he played, you guys sold out every game, right? Yeah, for as I know we did. That had to be special that every time you played, the gym was packed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the gyms back then weren't very big at all, so it didn't take that many people to run them over until we got to Lexington. It was had room for a lot of people there, but the teams in our area didn't hold very many people at all, but but they was always full when we played. That was James Vernon Hall, as he said, a reserve on the 1956 team that went to the state tournament. Of the five starters on that 56 team, only one is still living, and that is Almond Hall. And um, he will be quick to tell you that if it hadn't been for him, you probably never would have heard of King Kelly Coleman because it was his job to take control of the ball, take care of the ball, and 
and get it to Coleman in places where he can score. He can explain it better in our conversation. Mr. Hall, somebody told me that King Kelly Coleman would have never gotten the points he got if it hadn't been for you. That's true. Why is that? I know I know where he was going to. When he needed to get the shot, you know, I bring the ball up. And he knows what I'm going to do with it. I make sure I make the good pass. So you made sure you found him where he could get a good shot. Right, that's true. So did um, so did he count on you as being his most valuable teammate? Yes, he did. <laughs> Said, uh, when we played old Pipe, uh, he fouled out, and and I took over, you know, and won the game for him. Took him to state. What kind of a person was Kelly Coleman? He was a real fine fellow, yeah. He just done done what he's supposed to do, you know. He'd listen to everybody. Was he easy to play with? Was he yeah. an easy was he easy to be a teammate of? Yes. He, well, he's about the best ball player who ever ever left Kentucky, you know. There wasn't no better player. You don't think anybody who's come along since was better than him? Well, we had a we had a a guy played with my a nephew, Evan Hall, he had a he had a guard, uh, Cameron Justice. I remember he Cameron. Knocked down his central. Yeah. And he was about the next best ball player to come out. Just like Johnny Cox, you know. Well, what about uh, Irvin Stepp or Richie Farmer? Were they as good as Coleman? Were they as good as Kelly? No, no, no. <laughs> Well, you're you're a little biased, though. You know that. Yes. That was Elmond Hall, one of the five starters on that 1956 Wayland team that went to the state tournament. Almost won it all, that magical team. And uh, Elmond, he doesn't lack confidence either. <laughs> he still, still very much believes in himself and the, his contributions and why King Kelly Coleman was the player he was because of Elmond getting him the ball back in those years, more than 60 years ago. I mentioned that uh, every game Coleman played in, especially his junior and senior year, were sellouts because so many people wanted to see him. It's interesting that on home games, many of the people who didn't get in the gym stuck around anyway and hung around outside to get updates on the game. You got to remember, this was back in the days before there were live radio broadcasts of the high school basketball games. Gary West, whom I talked to in the first segment, who wrote that book on King Kelly Coleman, came out some 15 years ago. He tells a story about how those people outside got updated on how things were going inside when Wayland played their home games. They had someone there. They had a little peephole type thing at the end of the Wayland gym. Maybe it's where you bought your tickets. Might have been. But someone periodically would open that peephole and yell the score out to somebody in the parking lot that was jam-packed with people just there in the parking lot. And they, he would holler at uh, the, sco- uh, the score to the people who couldn't get in. The gamblers around there bet how many uh, points Kelly would get in a game. And uh, uh, then Kelly said it was, uh, it, it was routine for gamblers to come up to him after the game and shake hands with him and he he didn't say the amount but he said there'd be a few bills in my hand 
Gary West said that Kelly liked to sort of have a rebel image, wanted people to think of him that way. And some even said that uh, Coleman had a drink before a game, had a few drinks before a game. Gary West talks about that. Kelly liked for people to think that he was drinking and stuff like that. Uh, their, uh, their, bo- their water bottles were taped up with tape, and, uh, and, and everybody thought he had whiskey and stuff in there, moonshine in those things. But Kelly said, now, now think about this. He says, we had glass water bottles back, back then. And he said, uh, plastic today. He said, everybody taped their water bottles back then to keep them from breaking and somebody getting cut. He said, I, he said, I only, and best I remember, he said, I only had one game where I had a drink for the game. And he says, that was my freshman year, and I was walking to the gym, and a guy picked me up to give me a ride, and he says, Kelly, have a swig of this. And he said, I think it was moonshine. He said, I took a swig of it. And he said, that was it. And he said, I got to the gym, and he says, when I was shooting warm-ups, he said, I, I thought I would see one basket, but I was looking at two or three on occasion, so I never drank any more. <laughs> and, he, and he told me one time before a game that he stopped by a liquor store, and he bought a half a pint, and he said, I took the, uh, the I have, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, I have it in the book, the name of it, because he even told me the brand. He said, I got a half a pint, opened it up, swigged it, washed my mouth, rolled it around my mouth, spit it out, and threw the, uh, the rest of it in a trash can outside. He said, I liked it when people thought I was drinking and stuff during the game. Just like the image. He liked the image. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. He was a rough, tough mountain guy, and he was playing against other rough, tough mountain guys. There were some really good teams in the mountains back then, really good players back in the mountains. The question a lot of people have is, how did he end up at Kentucky Wesleyan and not at UK playing for Adolph Rupp? Well, Rupp wanted him. Uh, several people, uh, Lincoln Collinsworth, who is Chris Collinsworth's dad, was from there at Sayersville. He played for Rupp at UK, and he had told Kelly, Kelly, you'll have a hard time playing here, playing with for him uh, because he's so disciplined. Uh, but but Kelly... Uh, Kelly made them think that he was going up there. They listened. They recruited him. They sent John Y. Brown Sr. down to meet with him, uh, a big prominent attorney there in Prestonsburg in Floyd County, met with Kelly. And, uh, of course, West Virginia, you know, it hid Kelly out in a military school. After Kelly's junior year, they sent him to uh, Greenbrier and, uh, because they were trying to – and he played summer ball with Hot Rod Hundley and Jerry West and Sam Huff, a former West Virginia football player that played in the NFL for a number of years and, and in the Hall of Fame. But they did kind of a barnstorming tour in the summer because that was Kelly's job. He was getting paid by the Parks Department. Uh, and I detail that all in my first book. Of Kelly lasted uh, six weeks up there, and he had gotten in a fight with an upperclassman and had too many demerits. He wasn't big on spit-shine shoes and straight gig lines. And so he caught a train and took it 14 hours uh, back to Martin, Kentucky, uh, where he then was set to enroll again at Wayland for his senior year. Now think about how close 
that Kentucky came, uh, the state of Kentucky came of being deprived of the greatest legend, high school legend that the state's ever had. Had he stayed in that military school and gone to West Virginia, he would have played with Jerry West at West Virginia. But Kentucky would have deprived, uh, been deprived of, of some King Kelly play. So the bottom line, and he came back, and Kentucky recruited the heck out of him, as did everybody else uh, around, still wanted him. And uh, he, he thought, well, I can't play for Rupp. And he said, I made sure. He said, Kentucky got my dad a good union mining job and brought him back from Ohio, uh, where he'd been working, his dad had, and got him there. And uh, he says, and then I told Coach Rupp and them, there's no way I was coming there. And then he enrolled at Eastern for a while uh, under Paul McBrayer. And he said, he said he was like a drill star sergeant. He said, you running, running in plowed fields and everything uh, for, for what they were doing through their conditioning program. You could turn an ankle. And he says the bottom line when he came in and told me, he said, Kelly, we're going to change your shot. And he said, I looked at Coach McBrayer and said, I don't think so. I've scored over 4,000 points with this shot. And he said, I left school. And he ended up working in Ohio. And then somebody told him that there was a coach down in in uh, Owensboro named Bullet Wilson. And he says, Kelly, I think you'd like him. And uh, Bullet Wilson drove in there. And uh, he said, uh, he was told, Kelly says, now Bullet Wilson knows how to coach mountain boys because a lot of people don't realize that Kentucky Wesleyan used to be located in Winchester, Kentucky and had moved to Owensboro. And he said, so he ended up uh, going there and playing with uh, their Kentucky Westland. And uh, Kelly told me, uh, he said, Gary, he said, when I came to the old proverbial fork in the road, when I should have gone left, I went right. And he said, that's the way most of my life went. And even in the NBA. We'll take a look at King Kelly Coleman's college career and pro career, both of those. That's coming up in just a moment. Stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. owners that are stressed because their pet isn't behaving the way they expect it to. Usually this is just a training problem, but sometimes the pet isn't a good match for the owner. It's important to be honest about your expectations and to educate yourself about your pet's needs before you take them home. If you have a rigid schedule, a dog might be a good fit since they usually thrive in a structured environment. But if your schedule is always changing, a cat would probably be a better choice since they're a bit more self-sufficient. And you should learn about your individual breeds and their behaviors. A large, active dog usually is not a good choice for an apartment, and pets that shed probably aren't good for people that like their homes to be spotless. Remember, the more effort you put into choosing your pet, the less effort you'll have to put into keeping them as a valuable member of your family. Gary Fogle, welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories, where this week we're looking at King Kelly Coleman, 
legendary high school basketball player from the mountains of Eastern Kentucky. Played at little bitty Wayland High School there. 1956 was the year he graduated. He was Kentucky's Mr. Basketball, the state's first ever Mr. Basketball. He is still, to this day, the career scoring leader for Kentucky High School boys basketball. We are in our 65th season of high school basketball since he graduated, and still nobody has broken his career scoring record, even with the three-point line being implemented in the late 80s. That's pretty amazing. He's also the all-time leading scorer in a single game in boys' Sweet 16 history. He had 68 points in a game in the 1956 state tournament and also holds the record for most rebounds in a game in a Sweet 16 performance when he had 28. Again, that was back in 1956. We're going to look at his college and professional career coming up in this segment, but before I get to that, I want to talk a little bit more about Gary West and the book he wrote on Coleman because the reason for writing the book was basically on Coleman's high school career. Yes, he had a good college and a pro career, but the reason the book was written was because of his legendary high school status and, and how many people have a book written about them based on their high school career. So I want to talk a little bit about that and the fact that Gary West has a second King Kelly Coleman book coming out. The first one came out in 2005, and uh, according to Gary, it's out of print now. You can't get it unless you just happen to run across it in a used bookstore or um, maybe a friend has it or something like that. Other than that, you can't find it. You can't buy it online. But he's got a second book coming out, and you would be asking, well, why the second book? Why didn't he just put everything in the first book? And he'll explain that coming up. So I'm going to let him talk about, first of all, why he decided to write the book and also why a second book is coming out. Then after he does all that, we'll get into looking at King Kelly Coleman's college and professional career. But first, Gary West talking about why he wrote the book. You know, initially I had met him when he was living down around Crossville, Tennessee. He lived in a little golfing community. About 2003, I started trying to reach him, and finally... He responded back to me via email, and I met him down in Crossville. Went over to his house, and about four hours later, I was on my way back to Bowling Green, which is where I live. And I wanted to do a magazine story initially, but on the way back, I got to thinking. I said, man, this is, this is more than a magazine story. This is a book. And uh, I started and went visited Wayland many times. I'm probably one of the few people who have uh, ever spent three nights in Wayland. Uh, <laughs> As a visitor. I did, I did yeah. And uh, we were uh, kind of rocking and rolling with the book, and I was getting a lot of the stories, and Jerry Fultz was a huge help for me there at the community center. Uh, I've got phone numbers for ex-high ex school teammates, tracked a lot of them down, uh, got college teammates at Kentucky Wesleyan and tracked them down and I don't know I'm uh, about three-fourths through the book and I'm sitting one night real late in the community center in Wayland with Kelly and he looks at me and says I'm not going to do this book and uh, I, I thought you know I gotta stay pretty cool about this uh, I gotta I gotta stay strong about this because uh, because I if if 
I think if you showed a sign of weakness around Kelly, he, he would uh, play you a little bit. So I looked at him and I said, well, Kelly, I'll tell you this. I'm going to do the book with you or without you, but I will tell you this. It'll be a lot better book with you. And he looked at me. It seemed like 10 minutes, but it was probably 10 seconds. And he said, okay, I'll do the book. <laughs> so, you know, I had uh, things like that and uh, that went along with it. But the stories that came about uh, were just uh, unbelievable. And after the book came out, uh, I started getting letters. I've got a huge scrapbook full of letters from people that knew Kelly, that wanted to know Kelly, that had visited the gym in Wayland. Uh, with stories about Kelly, you should have put this in the book, you should have put that in the book. So uh, the book's been out 15 years. It is totally out of print. I have literally one copy that I have uh, that's mine, and my publisher started uh, encouraging me to do another book. And I said, look, I've done all the books I want to. I've done quite a few books. And uh, finally he convinced me that... uh, they were redoing the gym. They, they've got money. They're making a Mountain Hall of Sports Hall of Fame out of the old gym in Wayland. They've got a. It's already done a bronze life-size statue of Kelly that's set in stone in front of the Wayland gym. So he convinced me that needed another book uh, about Kelly, and I have enough material to add to this after the first book came out. So you've got enough material that's fresh new material to write a completely new book. Yeah, and and I do. Now, I will have a foundation. The foundation of the book will be, uh, obviously, stuff that was in the first book. Right. Uh, because there will probably be a whole lot of people that didn't read the first book or didn't see it. So I've got to kind of have that leading up, but I've got a whole lot of new material, and I've got a lot, a lot of pictures. It's amazing. People just wanted to have their picture made with them. Some people at the, when we were at the state tournament, Kelly and I are sitting there uh, at, at the end of the floor where they had us sitting and the games were going on, and all of a sudden people started realizing that was Kelly Coleman sitting down there. And they would bring their grandkids, and they would set the grandkids on his lap in the stands and take pictures. And finally, the KHSAA came up to us and says, look, We'll have a, a press conference or something between uh, sessions uh, down in our media room because uh, it, it was it was really interrupting the people watching the game. There were so many people coming over to Kelly, and uh, to sit there and watch people say, "Oh, Kelly, you remember me? You remember <laughs> me, don't you, Kelly? You remember back in such and such?" And Kelly'd say, "I sure do." And they'd walk off, and Kelly would say, "I have no idea." <laughs> but uh, uh, he was most gracious, and then uh, the Joe B. and Denny, Joe B. Hall and Denny Crum used to have a show called the Joe B. and Denny Show. Right. And uh, Joe B. had become a good friend of mine over the years, and he called and asked if I could get Kelly to maybe call in to their show that they did down in the food court at Rupp Arena yeah. uh, during the state tournament. So I said, well, I can't make any promises because Kelly has a habit sometime of not showing at uh, Hall of Fame type things, and if he decided he wasn't going, he just didn't show up. I said, I might be able to actually get him there. And he and Joe B. says, you are kidding. 
and uh, I said, no, I think I can't. Well, I did. Uh, I got him there, and uh, they had a two-hour show. I don't know if you ever heard their show, but they had a, oh, yeah. I've heard they had a two-hour they had a two-hour show. And Kelly said, I'm only going to do one segment. And I said, what do you mean just one segment? He said, I'm going to do 15 minutes, and I'm getting up and leaving. I'm not going to sit there for two hours. Well, the bottom line was they'd go to a commercial break, and Kelly would scoot his chair back, and when he did, Joe B. would stand up behind him and push him back down in the chair. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> and uh, he did. Kelly did two hours with their show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but and Joe B. told me something interesting. Uh, he gave Joe B. gave Kelly his cell phone number and everything, and and Joe B. told me he says the only autograph I've ever wanted was Ken Kelly Coleman. Now, back in the first segment of this show, you heard from uh, Joe B. Hall, and he talked about how impressed he was of King Kelly Coleman and his high school basketball career when he saw him play. Also, the uh, second book Gary West is working on, he's hoping it'll come out this spring, but with uh, COVID and the way things are working with that and how it's delayed many things, that's not a guarantee, but obviously it should come out sometime this year. His second book, on King Kelly Coleman. So let's move on. We talked about the fact that he ended up at Kentucky Wesleyan College in Owensboro. And while he was there, he was a two-time All-American. At the end of his collegiate career, he ranked third in career points and sixth in rebounding at um, Kentucky Wesleyan. And as a freshman, he led the nation with 26.6 points per game average. And he still holds Kentucky Wesleyan records for highest scoring average for a career, which was just over 27 points per game, most points in a season. He ranks third in career points there and sixth in career rebounds. He went on professionally in 1960 after he had wrapped up his career at Kentucky Wesleyan. He was drafted by the New York Knicks in the second round. Uh, number 11 pick overall in the 1960 NBA draft. He was picked in the, that draft along with Oscar Robertson, who went number one. Lenny Wilkins went number two. And then on um, May 23rd, 1960, he signed a contract with the Knicks. But it's interesting, the Knicks later placed him on waivers and he became a free agent. And it was said that Coleman had little to no interest in the NBA due to the low salaries at that time, because they didn't pay the type of salaries they pay today, nowhere close. As a matter of fact, a lot of the professional athletes back then, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, they all had jobs during the offseason to supplement their income because they didn't make enough playing professional sports to uh, make a living. And then anyway, he played professionally for the Baltimore Bullets. That was the 1960-61 season. Uh, he had two seasons with the Chicago Majors of the American Basketball League, where he averaged a little more than 14 points per game. He ended as the 10th all-time leading scorer in the American Basketball League, 10th all-time leading rebounder in the American Basketball League. That's where the Chicago Majors were members. And as interesting, wrapped up his professional career with the Harlem Globetrotters. So that's a look at his college and pro career, not the storied career like he had in high school, which is, as I said, why Gary West wrote the book. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from another prolific scorer from the mountains of eastern Kentucky as he talks about King Kelly Coleman 
And we're going to take a look at the Sports Hall of Fame that they're building there at the old Wayland High School. That's all coming up in just a moment. Stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company. I can run a successful business. I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience. I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. I can boost your bottom line. I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee. But I can't put my skills to work for your organization. If I'm not given the opportunity, if you don't recognize my talent and ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone. If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it worked. It's what people can do. It's what people can do that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. I'm Gary Fogel. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories, where we've been looking at the remarkable career, basketball career of King Kelly Coleman, Wayland High School in Eastern Kentucky, Kentucky's first ever Mr. Basketball in 1956. Now, I told you that he's the all-time leading scorer for boys high school basketball in Kentucky, still to this day, more than 4,300 career points, but he ranks third as far as highest scoring average for a season for a boy high school basketball player in Kentucky. That 46.8 points per game he averaged his senior year is third best in the state. So, what two rank above him? Well, one player ranks above him as number one and number two. That's Irvin Stepp. Irvin Stepp, also from far eastern Kentucky, graduated from Phelps High School in 1980. Irvin's junior year he averaged 47.2 points per game, so that was a little better than Coleman's 46.8. Then Irvin's senior year, he averaged 53.7 points per game. More than 50 points per game is what Irvin Stepp averaged his senior year. And he also, by the way, played with no three-point line. And I've done a show with Irvin previously. If you want to go back through my archives on my website, you can listen to that show because we talk about what he thought his scoring average would have been had a three-point line existed. So anyway, even though Kelly Coleman ranks number one as far as career points, Irvin had a higher points-per-game average both his junior and senior year than did King Kelly Coleman. So I thought I would talk to Irvin Stepp about Kelly Coleman. Here's our conversation. So Irvin, I want to ask you a tough question. Who's more famous, King Kelly Coleman or you? <laughs> Uh, probably King Kelly Coleman. He he was, you know, he was the first big time scorer and set all the state tournament records. So I would I would say King Kelly Coleman. He he was the first one. <laughs> Did you hear all about him? Know all about him when you were growing up? 
Uh, I did. My, I heard stories from my dad uh, as I was growing up. And also when I got in high school, and, you know, when I when I was threatening, breaking his record my junior year, there was a picture of him in the paper, a local paper. And that's where somebody actually saw him, what he looked like in high school. And, yeah, I mean, it was always a name. And, I mean, I can recall my father even uh, talking about going to West Kelly Ploy one night in the old Wayland gym. And he got within a few miles. And he said that the uh, guy on the radio said, if you're going to watch the team play tonight, you might as well turn around. The fire marshal is not taking any more people. <laughs> uh, he's, he's turning everybody else away. And uh, he was just a, like a, almost like a mythical figure to, you know, to me in those days. And then I actually got to meet him for the first time. Oh, it would have been in, right around probably in 90. Oh, ninety maybe six. They did a they did a thing in uh, in my region, and how they came up with the names. It had to be very difficult. But they did they did the top fifty players in fifty years in the fifteenth region, and uh, that's when I first met Kelly Coleman. I remember shaking his hand. That's when I first met him. And then uh, you know later on we we uh, we met again as several years later and became good friends. All right, so I started you out with a tough question. I'm going to end with a tough question. Back in your prime and his prime, if you two had played horse, who would have won? Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, that's a – I've never – you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's you, I, I'll tell you this. I think I would. And I think if he were living and he asked you, he would say he would. And because he didn't think he'd back it out shoot him, and I feel the same way. So you think you would have won, spoken like a true shooter. <laughs> well, yeah, I absolutely do. But obviously, no discredit to him. And let's just put it this way. If I didn't, it wouldn't bother me a bit. But I'm lying if I say that. It would bother me. But <laughs> that's just a competitiveness. Uh, but uh, let's just say if I was going to lose, uh, I could handle that a whole lot better if it was someone like him. Again, that was Irvin Stepp. Graduated in 1980 from Phelps High School, yet another legendary shooter to come out of the mountains of eastern Kentucky. do want to mention that uh, the old Wayland High School, even though the school closed down several years ago, the old high school gym still exists. It's been preserved, and people tour it all the time, and they are raising funds to turn it into the Kentucky Mountain Hall of Fame. It's the uh, Mountain Sports Hall of Fame is what they call it. And that's what they're converting the old Wayland Gym into. So um, when it gets all prepared and ready, you should stop by and see it. It will not only feature King Kelly Coleman, but all the great athletes to come out of the mountains of eastern Kentucky. Do want to mention King Kelly Coleman graduated from Pikeville College, although he played his college basketball at... Kentucky Wesleyan and Owensboro. He did not complete his degree there. He did. He completed it at Pikeville College in Eastern Kentucky. Became a teacher. Worked for the Detroit Free Press. And after retiring in Michigan, Coleman returned home to live in Wayland, Kentucky. At a Wayland homecoming back in 2018, he reflected on his career and he said this: "Quote: All I did was play. It came natural." I started playing when I was in the eighth grade, and it just grew from there. So 
Obviously it did because he had that legendary career. And again, that second book by Gary West is coming out here soon. He's hoping it'll be out in the spring, but not exactly sure on the timeline, but will be coming out this year. A second book by Gary West on King Kelly Coleman. And again, King Kelly Coleman died in June of 2019. So he's been gone for about a year and a half. So that will do it for the show this week. As always, I thank you for tuning in. Hope you'll be back with me next week. And in the meantime, you can always go to my website, KentuckySportsMemories.com, click on the archives, and you can listen to past shows. So hope you will check that out. And again, as I say, hope you'll be back with me next week at this time for another edition of Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. I will see you then. We hear from a lot of owners that are stressed because their pet isn't behaving the way they expect it to. Usually this is just a training problem, but sometimes the pet isn't a good match for the owner. It's important to be honest about your expectations and to educate yourself about your pet's needs before you take them home. If you have a rigid schedule, a dog might be a good fit since they usually thrive in a structured environment. But if your schedule is always changing, a cat would probably be a better choice since they're a bit more self-sufficient. And you should learn about your individual breeds and their behaviors. A large, active dog usually is not a good choice for an apartment, and pets that shed probably aren't good for people that like their homes to be spotless. Remember, the more effort you put into choosing your pet, the less effort you'll have to put into keeping them as a valuable member of your family.